Hey guys, welcome back to Life of a Conspiracy Theorist. I am your host, Derek. Today we're going to be dealing with, talking about Russia and the Battle of Armageddon. Are we looking at things that are taking place in Ukraine that could pave the road to what some believe will be end-time prophecies? I do have to say that with this going with, with Russia invading Ukraine and how it was done, I do question the, uh, the absolute motive. It is as if, you know, Russia was waiting and the whole world is seeing that America has the weakest leader we've ever had. And like I've said in my past videos, I think this is done on purpose. I think that you were given a time where you were under one president and there was no new wars that, that popped up. Not only was there no new wars that popped up, but you also had where the economy and everything in America was actually great again. And with that prosperity, other nations felt that prosperity. And in doing so, even what was amazing is you had other countries begging Americans to please vote that president back into power. Because they were also reaping the rewards. So it's interesting that you have a prophecy in the book of Daniel. Which we're going to look at in just a second. Where you have a three and a half year span of time. And that another three and a half years. Which comes out to be a total of seven years. Where you have a good prosperity. And then all of a sudden you have a bad prosperity. And the rest of the world feels it. And let me tell you something. Right now in our pockets, we're all feeling it. Food is going up, let alone entertainment. You can just throw entertainment out the door. It's just food itself is going up. I love the fact, like my wife puts these little passages or these little words out for, uh, for me. It says, I'm going to forgive myself and free myself. I, I forgive those who have hurt me. These are things that we have in our house that we will remember. Life is good. And we have to enjoy it. And we need to remember these times. But what I'm curious about and completely puzzled about is the fact that, for me, you have three good, three and a half good years. And the people of America is feeling it. And then all of a sudden they bring in a weak puppet. And the American people are... Are, are ravaged and angry and, and, and bitter and going, you know, because of you, we're already going into another war. You have no power, you have no authority, and in doing so, you see the, the, the nation that's supposed to be the one that keeps everyone on track is now starting to fail. And the rest of the world is feeling that pain. The per first prophecy that helps us answer this question is Russia in the end times. And it describes a very interesting detailed passage out of the book of Daniel, which we're going to, I'm going to talk about, which is out of the book, chapter 11, verse 40 through 45. What's interesting says, And at a time of the end shall king of the south push at him, and the king of the north shall come against him, like a whirlwind with chariots and with horsemen and with many ships, and he shall enter into the countries, plural, enter into the countries. 
So if you were to take Ukraine and you would look at Russia going into Ukraine, other nations that would be up underneath it will be some of the ones that we'll be talking about today. Shall enter into the glorious land, and many countries shall be overthrown. But these shall escape out of his hand, even Edom and Moab, and the chief of the children of Ammon. And he shall stretch forth his hand also upon the countries in the land of Egypt. Now, isn't it interesting that all of a sudden we're now having uproars and and things taking place uh, in the Middle East again? It's as if the hornet nest has had somebody come in there and has hit it as hard as it can. And all these nations in, in around Egypt and Israel and Iran, Iraq, Palestine, Syria, the whole enchilada is like this this powder keg about to explode and he shall stretch forth his hand upon the countries and the land of the east shall not escape and he shall have power over the treasures of gold is an interesting mention gold and silver and over all precious things of egypt and lebanon and the ethiopians shall be at his step but tiding out of the east and out of the north shall trouble him Therefore he shall go forth with great fury to destroy the and uttermost parts of many, make a way many, and he shall plant the tabernacles of his palace between the seas and the glorious holy mountains. Yet he shall come to his end, and none shall help. It's interesting right now we're seeing that, yes, we're having money and finances being actually um, being affected by a weak president in the United States and this invasion is taking place in Ukraine. Prophecy refers uh, to the major countries that will be engaged in the Battle of Armageddon. The states of the King of the North, the King of the South will attack Israel. Isn't it interesting? Like I said, we're having that little nest, that little uh, hornet's nest just being just plowed into. Who is the King of the North? You also have prophecy in Ezekiel, which I'm not going to read all of Ezekiel 38 and 39. But if you're able to get a Bible, if you don't have a Bible and you like a Bible, leave me a comment and I can get one in your hand. It's interesting that you're seeing that reveals that most likely it is Russia. These two chapters provide more detailed information about the role Russians' armies in the Battle of Armageddon at the end of the Tribulation. For more information, you got to go and see the the battle of Gog and Magog, which occurs in the second coming of Christ. Is one thing that's referred to. A lot of people don't realize that with these events is taking place. That uh, in the book of Ezekiel thirty-eight and thirty-nine, it says that the Antichrist himself will make himself known. Um, it it's it's really puzzling at the moment of how NATO and the UN and then the UN. Essentially, in a way, has kicked Russia out of the UN. So as all this is happening and taking place, you're seeing, you're seeing events that, honestly, if you had told me this was going to happen um, because of an election in the United States, I would have laughed. I would absolutely have laughed at you. I would have been like, "You're full of it. Come on now, wake up, slap you in the face." But um. All of a sudden, 
you're starting to see things around the world is starting to to tear down. You're, you're, you're seeing things starting to fail. And you're seeing things starting to affect everyone. And it's for some reason, it's like in the scripture of Hosea chapter 4, I think it's verse 5 if I'm not mistaken, says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And it's interesting that there's a lot of knowledge in an ancient text, which is the Bible, which is the smallest library in existence, really, with its 66 books, which I think it should still have the Apocrypha in it, but that's near here nor there, or at least the book of Enoch, out of all the things Enoch. But then there is a book uh, called The Ancient Apocalypse of Ezra, which is also called the Second Ezra in the KJV 1611 edition. And it talks about the great eagle fighting against the dragon. And as this is unfolding, you recognize that the countries that are being mentioned in this is the ones that are being affected by this invasion of Russia into Ukraine. You know, I am not someone that sits here and throws out the Bible prophecy or end time things because for me, the end time is something that's going to happen. But a lot of people listen to me. If you think that you're going to be raptured out of here and you're not going to experience the tribulation, you really need to go back and read what Jesus Christ says in the book of Matthew chapter 24. He talks about the tribulation before him calling his people home. And a lot of people want to say, oh, he's not going to beat up his bride. He's not. He's not the one that beats up the bride. It's the Antichrist and Satan, Lucifer, that beats up the bride. And he comes to save his bride from being utterly destroyed. Russia's mentioned only a few times in the Bible. To let you know that if you didn't know that already. Yet what it reveals is very important when it is. Uh, for example, you have in Genesis uh, 10 2, 1 Chronicles 1 5 refers to Magog, who is the ancestor father of the people who moved into the vast territory which we now know as Russia. Uh, one thing it says about Magog in uh, Genesis chapter 10, and I'm going to pull this up real quick so I can read it to you, is chapter 10 verse 2. And it says something that's very interesting about Moab. says, And the sons of Jotham, Gomer, Magog, and Manian, and Javan, and Tubal, and Meshach, and Tyrus. It's letting you know that those nations that are up there in the area that is, honestly, you're seeing Russia's going in trying to reclaim those countries back underneath its flagship, uh, back underneath its its own country, like once again. So when you have in Genesis 10, 2, that's telling you those lands, and you go and look what those lands are, you recognize, wait a second, we're looking at Poland. We're looking at Ukraine. We're looking at uh, upper parts of Germany. I mean, it is... Alarming and amazing at the same time when you start to put these things together. 
And I know a lot of you, and I'm not going to preach at you, but I am going to give you what I know. So hopefully that you will have the knowledge that you will not be um, destroyed for lack of knowledge. And I ask, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I ask that you really reconsider that, especially in the times we're living in. Now, Josephus, a historian, which was a Jewish historian, wrote that the land of Magog was also known as the land of uh, Scathians. It is known that the Scathians occupy the territory north of the Black Sea. Today, the Scathians occupies the territory known as... Uh, erosion steps occur, uh, which is occupied by Russia. You have the early church father known as uh, Jerome stated that uh, many uh, Sathians had a reputation of being anti-religious, which is interesting that when you take a look at um, Russia for a while there, it was one of the, uh, the biggest atheist countries in the world. Uh, that agrees with our expectation of the modern times. Thus, the prophecy about Russia in the Battle of Armageddon tells us that God will defeat these people who have historically hated him. Even more impressive is that Revelation 19.7 through 21 gives us another prophecy about the Battle of Armageddon. In verse 19, we are told that all nations of the Battle of Armageddon will attempt to defeat God. Now, isn't that interesting that they will attempt to defeat God? All of a sudden, now more than ever, we are having events and things that showing that UFOs are, are, are out there. And the U.S. government has acknowledged that these UFOs exist. And here's just a theory. Just going to throw it out there. Take it as you will. All of a sudden, you have this event that is taking place, and you're seeing that the it is slowly bringing, bringing the world uh, at a breaking point, a point in which you would honestly think that a nuclear warhead would go off. And I will I'll share with you a scripture in a second that that really puts that uh, really puts that into perspective. But you have this going on, and you take, and you have this war. Um, and everyone is focused on them coming to the end. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, because we are looking at these events, you have a alien intervention. I kid you not, this is my theory. And, you know, me call, that's why I say I am a conspiracy theorist in the life of one. Because when you have this event that takes place, you find out that you're really thinking that there's an alien invasion that will be coming next. That you will see this war take place and things around the world will get as bad as you can imagine. And when it does, all of a sudden you will have the Savior, this Antichrist, will make himself known. And doing so, not only will he make himself known, but he will bring about what people would consider peace in the world. And all of a sudden, he would be telling us that we need to prepare for an invasion. I know this sounds crazy. Sounds out there. But there would be an invasion from an entity that would come and uh, 
try and take over the world and you would have these people waging war. Because in, in Revelation chapter 19, 19, it says, And I saw the beasts of the king of the earth and their armies assembled to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his armies. Thus the prophecy about Russia reveals that a nation will be a major player in the battle of Armageddon. And, and that's not where it just ends. It, it goes on to where I talk about the synagogue of Satan. If you've not heard that podcast yet, please go check out the synagogue of Satan. And you'll see some of my theories that leads into this event that we're, we are now seeing. If this gets out of hand, if this gets to a point where all of a sudden we are going into a World War III. Let that sink in for a second. You already have where people are going after each other because of their ideologies don't match up. And they are attacking one another in ways that I would have never imagined in all my life. I would have never thought that in in America that if you had a different point of view you then from the mainstream media, then you would be... A problem or one in which needs to be silenced in some way, shape, form, or fashion. See, I think there's more to this because I used to tell people all the time, oh, we don't have anything to worry about because the one thing that has to take place that kicks off the end time events is the city of Damascus. And the city of Damascus is made into a ruinous heap. Well, the city of Damascus has never been made into a ruinous heap ever. I mean, it has had wars, yes, but it has not been made into a ruinous heap t- until 2014, where all of a sudden, all of a sudden, we are told that we have a man that is sitting here and poisoning his people. With chemicals. And Russia was a part of this. Russia was in AIDS of Syria. But yet in America, we're saying he's poisoning them. And with them poisoning them, what was the answer from the American president at that time? Let's go bomb the hell out of them. And then let God sort them out. So we go into a country where we're telling the rest of the world, this man... This man is poisoning his people with chemical weapons. And our answer to this for those people is to utterly destroy. And, and Damascus was absolutely destroyed. I, when I saw this and witnessed this, I had a shiver go up my spine. And I sat there going, no, this cannot be. This, this cannot be. Because no one was at war with Syria. No one was at war in the area of Damascus. But all of a sudden, it had to be taken care of and dealt with. There's another thing in the, in the scriptures that refers to a nuclear war. And um, this comes from uh, Zechariah chapter 14, verses 13. Put it in perspective. You listen to the words. And you ask the people in Japan, whenever America dropped, little boy and big boy, you tell me if this doesn't sound 
a little bit of what happened. And this is in a text that's over 2,000 years old. Came to pass in that day that a great Tumud from the Lord shall be among them, and they shall lay hold every one on the hand of his neighbor, and his hand shall rise up against the hand of his neighbor. Isn't it interesting that Russia is the hand that is the neighbor to Ukraine? And Judea also shall fight in Jerusalem, and wealth of all the heathens round about shall be gathered together, gold and silver and apparel, in abundance. And so shall be the plague of the horses, of the mule, of the camel, of the ass, and all the beasts that shall be in the tents as this plague. And it shall come to pass that when every one that is left, all nations which came against Jerusalem, shall even go up from earth from year to year to worship the king of the uh, Lord, of Lords, Lord of hosts and keep the feast. Now, here's what I want to put into perspective for you. I didn't reach verse 12 because I wanted you to at least hear that, that, that you're having this war between the neighbors. And I wanted you to hear that there was a plague. Here's what the plague sounds like. And this shall be the plague. Wherewith the Lord will smite all people that have fought against Jerusalem. Their flesh. Okay, their flesh. Shall consume away. While they stand upon their feet, and their eyes shall consume away in their holes, and their tongues shall consume away in their mouth. They are utterly obliterated. And, and Russia is a nuclear-powered country. It used to be one of the superpowers. It used to be one of the top big dogs out there. And you really think they disarmed all their nuclear warheads whenever they fell, when Russia finally collapsed? No. Russia has been laying and waiting like a spider. Waiting for a fly to come into its web. And lets it entangle itself... And when it entangles itself, then it comes and it pounces upon it. And then it wraps it up and slowly feeds off of it. That's what Russia's been doing to America this entire time with the help of China. And they've been doing it since the 90s. And they've been slowly, slowly taking away America's authority. One question has been asked. It says Russia and Ukraine in the end times. So how does Ukraine fit into the biblical prophecy? Historical records indicate that there are the descendants of Magog. Therefore, the people of Ukraine are also the uh, Scythians too. It's very important to realize that Russian President Vladimir Putin has also stated that Russia 
are descendants of Rosh. He made this declaration on August 15, 2021. And it was historical unity of Russia and Ukraine, he says. He goes on to say Russia, Ukraine, and um, Belarus are all descendants of the ancient Rus, which was the large state of Europe. That this signified statement since Brown Drive Briggs, Hebrew, and English latex uh, uh, lexicons connects the Hebrew name of Rosh or Rosh of the ancient name Rush. Other biblical or Hebrew lexicon demonstrates that the vowel of Rush may not exist or could be a A or an A. It's not clear if Russia's presence refers to Rush, refers to the Russian saints of the prince of Rush. And this would also be mentioned in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 38 and chapter 39. However, Russia's saints uh, may have been named after Rush or Rosh. But I'm going to read one last thing to you and to let you see that this, this almost 6,000-year-old text, these this this ancient library that's in the palm of your hand, literally in the palm of your hand, has been foretelling these events for years, centuries, millennials, and everything that it says has come true. Put that into perspective. It's come true. Ezekiel chapter 38 it says in verse 2, Son of man, set thy face against Gog in the land of Magog and the chief prince of Meshach Tubal, the prophecy against him. Here's something else to keep you in perspective. The United Kingdom also honors and worships Gog and Magog. They do every year. In what is known as London, but not the city London, but London that is a country within inside the country of Britain. When they worship Gog and Magog every year. They bring these giants out and parade them down the street. Every year. And in 39 1, therefore, thou son of man, prophesy against Gog. Say, Thus says the Lord, Jehovah God, Behold, I am against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of the uh, Meshachs and Tubal. And I will turn thee back and leave but the sixth part of thee, and will cause thee to come up from the north parts, and will bring thee upon the mountains of Israel. If you think that this invasion in Ukraine is going to end there, me personally, I don't believe so. I think we are now witnessing the next stage into these events that I have said that would be kicked off if Damascus ever became a ruinous heap. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening.
And like always, this is Life of Conspiracy Theorists. And I'm your host, Derek. And see you next time. God bless.